Welcome back to Single Minded, where we're flipping the script on being single. Surely we are. (laughs) I'm your host, Hannah First. I'm your co-host, Linda. This is a solo episode, and it's all about how to meet someone IRL. Just FYI, if you're in Melbourne, I am doing speed dating events. They will be coming soon. I'm working on it right this moment. It's all coming together. How those will work will be you'll bring someone with you. If you're a girl, you'll bring like a single guy with you or vice versa. And basically it will be fun. I'm going to make this cool and fun because when I think of speed dating, I think of I I don't know. I just don't think of cool and fun. And the best, the best news about it of all is that I am going to be the door bitch. Linda will be the door bitch. Slash bar bar tender. (laughs) Yeah, so hopefully there'll be a mix of coffee ones but then also like some nighttime ones. I think I just want to make it a mix because I love daytime dates and coffee dates and I would prefer that to like a drinking date. So, yeah, we'll try to mix it up a little bit. Keep an eye out for those. Make sure you're following me on Instagram because that is where you're going to hear all about it. I'll have to go up and ask Adam if he's uh, still single. Oh, yeah. And I will bring him as my friend and he can do all the coffee and meet all the ladies. (laughs) Back to meeting IRL. So I obviously met the Canadian in real life. I don't think I've spoken about this before. So a little exclusive for single-minded is that The way that we started hanging out was we had met in Thailand and we'd started chatting about fitness and I had only just started going back to the gym and I was really not that motivated to go to the gym and I was like trying really hard to get back into fitness and he was super fit. Yeah, seemed super fit. Anyway, we started chatting about, he's like, oh, I get up at 5 a.m. to go to the gym. (gasps) That is so not your time. Can you imagine me ever getting up at 5 a.m. to go to the gym? I don't think so. I go to sleep at like 3 a.m. Well, interceding, I have to thank you for last night because we had a rough night of jet lag and I texted you at 2 a.m. Are you awake? awake. Do you have bread? Dad and I are hungry. (laughs) And thank goodness you had frozen muffins and were awake. (laughs) So... Basically, he had said that and so I'd set my alarm because I thought he was really cute. I just said yes. And this is the thing with being overseas. I guess you like are more open to just saying yes because you don't have any other responsibilities. So we started going to the gym together every morning. He was like training me. Mm. you know kind of like a trainer but it was kind of also for fun and we like obviously were into each other so that was sort of how we got to know each other and I like had no idea if he liked me back and that was probably half the fun of it. Did you miss any sessions or you literally went every day at five? Literally every single day six days a week every day and then once we started hooking up I um I stopped going. <laughs> and he allowed that? Yeah. <laughs> I still was working out. I just wasn't doing it at Not 5.30. At five. That's silly. I have to say that's a ridiculous hour. Ridiculous time. And when we started actually traveling together, so we were like in the same bed every night, we were getting up at seven like normal people. We weren't getting up at five in the morning. Mm. That's called compromise, Linda. Love compromise. <laughs> So I would never, ever have done that. Like if I was in Melbourne, there's no way. I would have just been so in my closed box and I never would have said yes to getting up at 
five. Mm. I just was into him and I was like, why not? And we actually got to know each other so well because it was like an hour of nonstop talk. Mm. However, travel is probably the worst way to meet someone because then you have to deal with long distance. But I actually think one of the reasons it's common, because that came through a lot, people have told me they've met someone traveling and there's all these complications with that. And I think the reason it's it's so common is because you're in a really relaxed headspace and you're very open to new opportunities. Mm. So that open-minded confidence, that's the kind of energy we need to have at home. And I've had therapists tell me that many times because I always, <laughs> I always say that like, it's so easy to meet guys overseas and just meet people in general overseas. And then you get home and you're like, I'm in a rut again. I'm in a romantic rut. It's all about having that mindset of I'm going to be really open to new opportunities and I'm going to be really open to saying yes. And it's actually not just, you know, you might meet someone you're attracted to, but we always meet couples, you know, Mm. you're traveling and you start chatting to other couples. So we trade numbers. Hopefully one day we might meet up in another country. You know, we've got a couple we met in Germany. So yeah, it's not just meeting a partner, meeting new friends. Yeah. I I feel like that's why holiday romances are so common because there's a real energy to the people. And and I guess it's happened to me before where someone's like, I've been overseas, we've started chatting and then they're like, oh, do you want to meet up tonight? And it's just, you're just like, okay. Less closed. Yeah, like you meet someone, you're walking down the street. And I remember this guy ran over to me and was like, hey, do you want to come join us for a drink? In Melbourne, if some guy ran up to me in the street and was like, do you want to join me for a drink? I'd be like, oh, excuse me. And I'd walk (laughs) off. I just wouldn't say yes. And so, and look, if you don't want to go for a drink with them, fine. But like, I'd be so taken aback by that in Melbourne, but not overseas. Well, it wouldn't happen. No, it wouldn't happen here. Anyway, so did you ever meet anyone traveling, Linda? Um, I did live in London for a year. So I worked in a restaurant mm-hmm. and the girl that was on reception there and I became really, really close friends. We ended up moving in together and she now lives in France with her family and we go for the last sort of six years, we go every year to stay with her. So I would say she's perhaps the only one that I've kept in. I meant in a romantic sense, but okay. (laughs) In a romantic sense, I had flings. Did I ever keep in touch with them? When I worked at the restaurant, well, there was two chefs, not at the same time. (laughs) You did? What? You hooked up with both of them? Both chefs, not at the same time. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty, uh, it was all the the potato skins were sending me loopy. Did you date one and then date the next one and then did they Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it dating, okay, but it was, going. yeah, regular hooking up. <laughs> really, uh, no, there was no long-term oh, relationship, no. But the other thing I'll say is if you do meet someone overseas, and I hope everyone's going travelling, is that I have met someone that could not be further away if I tried. Mm, so far. It's not like it's a five-hour flight. People have been messaging me, be like, oh, I lived in Melbourne and my partner lived in Perth. And I was like, hello, that's not as far as Canada. Like, please, like, I wish he lived in Perth. But but do you it's... really? <laughs> <laughs> no offence to so our Perth listeners. Oh, <laughs> That's so rude. Have you ever even been to Perth? 
I think I went once for work. It's you haven't just, even. It's too you've far. Never even been there. <laughs> it's too far <laughs> to go. I'm still in bloody Australia. No. <laughs> so, but shout out to one of our listeners, a good friend of mine, Caro. She does live in Perth. What yes. a wonderful place. <laughs> It's sunny, warm with brilliant it is, beaches. It is. It is actually. <laughs> so I also got, I basically put an Instagram up saying, I'd love to hear how you met your partner, if it was in real life and who hit on who. So I wanted to read some of the funny ones out or some of the, the quirky ways that people have met in real life. So here's one. I was looking after a friend's cattle and he was called C- to help cattle? me deliver a calf. What? <laughs> <laughs> She was looking after cattle and this guy was called in to help me deliver a calf. Mm. That's a good way to meet someone. (laughs) I like this one. Workplace. We chatted in the photocopy room and he sent me an email to catch up. I like that. In the photocopy room. (laughs) Next one. I was sitting in a gutter eating a kebab when my future (laughs) husband walked by. I like this one because it's so confident. Saw him at the bar. He was tall, etc. So I charged over to him and started a conversation. That was four years ago. Good. Taking Very charge. Very good. Confident. Taking charge is good. And I liked how she just said he was tall, etc. <laughs> like, yeah. Tall, dark, handsome. Same friend group. He hit on me after 15 years of friendship and oh, they're now married. Oh, my God. Took what him was he waiting years. for? I think that's really sweet. Next is my sister's next door neighbor. I was suddenly willing to babysit all the time. <laughs> that's handy. This is an interesting one. There were some um some interesting ones like this. He was my boss, 18 years my senior. I kissed him and that was it. 14 years on and they're still together. <laughs> oh, I've got something to say on that. Okay. Now <laughs> Yes. Go. Kissing at work events, but the worst, the worst is sleeping with someone you work with (laughs) and then having to face them on Monday. I believe that was your boss, Linda. And even worse when it is your boss, but I'm going to say. Hypothetical. That was a hypothetical. Hypothetical, but, hey, it was the 80s. Yeah, okay. And that was okay back then. <laughs> and I'm also going to say I'm not entirely sure I didn't take the lead. Okay, you hit on him. Nice. Okay, he asked for my Instagram on a train platform after getting off the train. That mm. is ballsy. Love that. All right, mm. this is cute. We met at work. He hit on me for five weeks when I realized I oh. loved him. Wait, <gasps> listen. <laughs> we met at work. <laughs> we met at work. He hit on me for five weeks. When I realized I love him, I left a note on his oh. desk and then he left one on mine. We are so oh. in love. Oh, that's so romantic. I like that one. <laughs> okay. Primary school, then friendly for years until bumping. So they met at primary school. They were friendly for years until bumping into each other at a party. At the party, he told me he'd had a crush on me for literally years and Mm -hmm. I had always liked him too. Okay, this is a good one. They met at work. I had only seen him on conference calls. I hit him up. He flew to meet me for the first date. (gasps) I like that. Oh, I like that. She hit him up and then he flew to meet her on the first date. This is funny. On a chicken farm, he liked me covered in chicken shit and it was only up from there. That is just kinky, quite frankly. 
<laughs> All right, next one is work. We had a two-hour drive together and hit it off. A month later, we were both single. Both our partners had cheated on us and we connected over that. Three years later and we're engaged. So a bit of a theme is work. Yeah, yeah. My hairdresser, he hit on me. No. We went on a date. Listen, we went on a date the night of my first appointment. <laughs> my goodness, that's unusual. My partner is doctor and I'm a nurse. We met at work wearing similar Crocs and that's how I knew. He gave me some cheese and crackers in the middle of a night shift so I asked him out. Love that. That's probably quite common, wouldn't you think? That's also work. I just think I like that she asked him out as well after he offered her cheese and crackers. Mm -hmm. The chilled section of Woolworths, he stopped me and we're going strong two years later. Well, do you remember that it was an episode quite a while ago where I'd seen a guy who'd stopped a girl in the veggie section during COVID and he really gave it a good shot. Desperate during COVID. He just, I I thought you're doing such a good job and I couldn't stop watching them. And then she said, anyway, better go. And off she went and he just looked longingly. She had no interest, I could tell. Anyway, good try. Basically, those were some standouts, but there were a lot of themes going on. So the first theme was mutual friends and setups. So that was like probably one of the most common. Yeah. And actually one of my friends, Catherine, has met her boyfriend. Basically, one of her friends had a boyfriend and that boyfriend had a friend. And so they brought them together, I think for New Year's. And it was basically that was, it was on. But the friends knew they would have a lot in common. So they sort of set that up. Mm -hmm. I guess on that note, mum is a real matchmaker and she loves doing setups. What would be your (laughs) tips for some listeners if they want to get set up? I have some tips, like some things to do and don't do. Yep. I went to get coffee today due to jet lag, I was 10 a.m., which, you know, normally is 7, and there were so many people in there. And unless they're in a group chatting, everyone just has their head down looking at their phone. Yeah. So I don't understand why you don't put your phone away, (laughs) look around, and I think if you spot someone you like the look of, glance over, make eye contact, and I say three times, flash a smile, and that's giving the green light signal you're interested. What do you think of that? Okay. That's not on the topic of mutual friends and setups, but I like it. (laughs) It's IRL. Okay, it's IRL. And then I reckon you've got to change your routine to meet people IRL, and I reckon you've got to go to museums, bookstores, art gallery openings if they're still happening. And, in fact, I met a boyfriend, BR. What? Oh, before Rob. Before Rob. (laughs) That stands for before Rob at a gallery opening and my aunt was with me and she was kind of chatting to him and then introduced us and we had a couple of years together before I headed off overseas, came back, and then it's all AR. (laughs) So when you said bookshop, to be honest, I go into bookshops a lot and I've never been hit on in a bookshop. If you spent a while in there, you'd be surprised. But these gallery openings, if they still exist, they used to. 6.30 to 8.30, you're bound to get chatted up. One of the things that obviously came up was work was super common. I know. Um, yeah. How do you feel about meeting someone through work? It's, that's probably one of the most common ways people meet. 
I mean, workplaces now have the most incredible in-house cafes. Yeah. So no surprise that people meet at work. And I was going to say, if you are at work and there is a lift or a door, my best tip is open <laughs> the door for someone and let them go in first. I love that when someone does that for me. I think it's super sexy. Such a turn Agree? On. Agree? Yeah. yeah, no, I do like that. So I was looking online about having a get-together night with randoms. So you get your friends to bring someone new, that's someone that doesn't know anyone else in the group. And it's not like maybe a friend but maybe a co-worker, even an ex-partner, a neighbour. What about your doctor or your lawyer maybe? (laughs) (laughs) And have some sort of get-together. I think that's a good idea. So the next one on my list was, sorry, the next one that people were sending in, and this was one of the most common, weirdly, mixed netball. It came up so many times that people met through mixed netball. And there's work netball sometimes as well. Yeah, but I feel like mixed netball seems to be, I wonder whether all the guys are going to mixed netball and playing to meet girls and the girls are doing the same. Seems like a bit of a hookup fest, not a hookup fest, it seems like an active way to meet someone. But it's good. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people are meeting that way. And the other thing that one girl said, her local footy club social night, that is not my vibe at all. But Mm. if you're into footy, there's apparently lots of hot single guys. Who knew? <sighs> That's so not my vibe. No. Footy club. If you're not into footy, vibe. go for it. If you're it. into footy, yeah. I was thinking that it's always good to go for a dog walk, but the dog mm. has to be cute because people stop you. And if you don't have a dog, just borrow a dog. And another <laughs> thing was Bunnings. I have said this before on the podcast. Bunnings is full to the brim. If you're a female and you like men, full to the brim <laughs> of men. <laughs> In tradie clothes looking hot. But what? how would you go up to a tradie who was there working? How would you go up and what? how would you strike up a conversation, Linda? What I would do, and I have suggested to older friends of mine because it's all ages, is yeah. just to go up and down the aisles. I don't know what time is tradie <laughs> hour, maybe too early in the morning or a bit later in the day, Saturday. You just walk up and down and you keep walking until people start talking to you. <laughs> I don't know if that works, but okay. I reckon it would. You actually got hit on at a bike shop once. I did. <laughs> I did. Someone said he was another customer and he was pretty cute and he was he looked active and he was a bike rider and I was trying to yeah. find probably Rob, Rob bloody bike gloves. He, he were. And he asked what I needed help with and what he didn't work in the shop and I thought, yeah, I could have uh, worked this if I wanted to. <laughs> so the other, like back on the travel, quite a few people had met firstly on tour groups traveling and or at hostels. So that seemed to be a really common way not that I necessarily recommend meeting someone overseas, but what if you were travelling in Australia? That actually might work because they mm. would be from Australia. Yeah. But I just feel like if people are going travelling, even just to meet, like I remember I was in, I did a tour from Jerusalem to Jordan for three days and I remember it was such a cool group of young people. It wasn't partying, but it was just a really great group of young people cute guys. Everyone was like the same sort of age because we were probably all late 20s. And I just think even if you just wanted a bit of a holiday romance, that would be a fun way to meet someone. Mm, I'm sure there's about a million of those. 
When you said footy, I reckon if you live in Melbourne, Swan Street, Richmond during the footy season, can't go wrong. <laughs> Just walk up <gasps> and down. Can I be honest? That's my worst nightmare. Well, I it's actually not walk for up you. and down. It's not for and you. And I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> not for me. Which brings me to another one. Sit at a busy bar yeah. and it would be good if it had music, live music. And if you like music and dancing and you're in the 50 to 60 age group, I can <laughs> highly recommend Pause Bar in Balaclava in Melbourne on a Sunday at 4.30 to 7pm. Dad plays in the band. <laughs> it is super inclusive. And I've said it before, if you're on your own, you will not feel uncomfortable. Go say hi to Linda. Say hi to me. I'm always there dancing. And actually there's some lovely men that go who get every single woman up in the whole place dancing and it's not um, it's just friendly. Yeah. I like that. This is a good one, I think, particularly if you're into fitness and exercises at the gym. And what I really found with all the responses, and this is probably, it's probably a big hurdle for some people to get over that aren't used to making the first move, is that girls at the gym that sent them in, they were kind of making the first move at the gym. How does one, because I'm not a gym person, what do you do? Well, so one girl said that I think she asked the trainer out for coffee afterwards and they went for coffee. That's ballsy. Yeah, no, I feel like I guess you start chatting and then you see each other and then maybe you add each other on Instagram and then, you know, there's always ways to do it that you're not like specifically being like, hey, like I think the best way would be like if you got Instagram and like following each other and then you start to see what they do and they see what you do and then you might reply to their story. That's a really good way to start <laughs> chatting to someone that you already know. If you're not comfortable with saying, hey, do you want to go for coffee with me? If you're not comfortable saying that face-to-face, which mm, not everyone gosh. is. No, I couldn't do that. I don't even know if I would do that. I would probably do it over like Instagram or text. Yes, fear of rejection. The other thing that came up a lot was uh, there was a lot of drunken hookups at parties or bars. And Linda, <laughs> that's actually how you met Rob. And 33 years later. I know, I know. So some of the things that came in, I guess people hooked up that night and then it ended up being a relationship. Mm. Me personally, that's not probably how I, like I don't think there's anything wrong with that happening. but. It can go one of two ways. It can either be like, okay, it's just a hookup, a one-night stand, or I guess if you're like really vibing each other, then you can go for breakfast the next day or hang out again. Mm. So there was also a lot of people reconnecting after years or they were friends first and both of them had crushes but the other person didn't know. And actually in some cases they knew that person for years. And I just think. As in they saw each other over the years? No, like they worked or they went to school together or uni together and then they kind of like bumped into each other right? or they were friends or they were friends through work and then they both sort of didn't say anything and then, I don't know, something happened. And what I will say is that Courtney and Travis knew each other and were friends for years and years and years. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And then basically I think she – was single and someone had said, I think you and Travis, it was something like that. And she ended up going to his house to watch a movie and I don't think he made a move. And so she made a move. Anyway, they had been friends for years. And then I guess Mm. they finally they've hooked up and they're soulmates. Like, look at them. Well, we're always soulmates in the beginning. Let's hope it lasts. (laughs) One other thing is that just don't say no to any invitation. I think that's really important. (laughs) 
What if they're creepy? You've got to say no. No, no, no. I mean, no, no, not on a date. But I mean, if someone says, hey, let's go to this, let's go to that. And, you know, sometimes you go, I can't be bothered. I'm too tired. I think just take up any invite that's an offer. Not, Not a date. Just uh, get right, together I with get friends. You. you never know who you're going to meet. My caveat to that was that you really need to be in the right frame of mind for that because, true, yeah, I feel like if you're single and feeling really down about it and you're feeling really down about dating apps and dating in general and you go out, it actually can make it worse. I've done this where I'm like, okay, I'm going to go out and try to meet someone and it just makes me feel worse because I'm in a bad frame of mind. Okay. Which brings us to the moral of the story because there were so, the answers were so varied. What really came across was a few things. Firstly, you need to get out there and into the world doing things that you love. And really, one of the most important things is don't be afraid to strike up a conversation. So when we think about meeting someone IRL, I think we think we have to be flirting, we have to be sexy, we have to ask them out straight away. But actually just practicing striking up a conversation with someone I think is the best thing that you can do if you want to meet someone in real life. But it also means put your phone down and take your, I'm going to say (laughs) ear pods or AirPods. What the hell are they? Take them out of your bloody ears. So just as an example, like (laughs) I guess this is from my experience now was that Nick and I, I just didn't really, like I thought he was cute, but I didn't know. I just was like, oh, fun. I can work out with someone. And we just would talk the whole time. And then once you get to know someone, but it wasn't outrageous flirting or anything. It was just like chatting like two humans. Just Mm. because it's a hot guy doesn't mean that you have to flirt with them. And that can be so stressful on you thinking that to meet someone in real life, you have to be super sexy, super flirty. That can be really stressful. Mm. So I just think relax. just striking up a conversation with someone and practicing that. Say you're in a bookshop, just do it. Just ask them about what book they're buying or like find ways to like strike up a conversation with someone that you might potentially be interested in actually I just had one other thing and it's not about meeting a partner but when we were in Barcelona we're at a Mm -hmm. bus stop and Rob and I were chatting and a woman said oh what accent is that and we said Australian can't you tell and she goes Mm -hmm. oh my god I thought so I'm Australian we did not stop talking until the bus (laughs) came anyway she'd moved her family to, to Barcelona because her son is a junior tennis player and they're hoping that he becomes you know a star and I just thought if we were looking at our phones or we had our ear pods in we wouldn't have struck up a conversation and good on her for starting the conversation with us well I actually had an experience overseas where I remember this guy that I thought was really cute he kind of like I was at the beach and I think he said something just innocuous and then later that night I was having dinner on my own and him and his friend were like oh can we join you for dinner and it wasn't it was just like friendly just fun friendly conversation and I just feel like it doesn't have to be I'm hitting on someone it can just be a very like it could be you you might say something to someone at the coffee shop or you might say something to a guy at the gym and then you may never speak to them again, but at least yes. you've given it a go. Yeah, yeah. Because we're so used to being on our phones in dating apps now. And the other thing that came up the other day on my Instagram was people are now very used to things moving very fast. Mm. So they're really used to dating apps where you swipe right, the other person swipes right or whatever. You like their 
photo on Hinge, you start chatting, you meet up, you kiss on this date, you have sex on this date, all that sort of stuff. Everything moves at this pace. And the thing about meeting someone in real life, if you keep seeing them at the gym or you keep seeing them at the coffee shop. Getting to know them slowly. But it builds up and it's very exciting Mm. because you don't know how they feel and you have this like intense crush on someone. It's actually a really exciting time to be alive. So I highly encourage people to. God, what did you just say? (laughs) What what did I say? What did you just say? It's an exciting time to be alive. Yeah, I did. Good on you, Hannah. That was half a joke. (laughs) Linda, that was a joke. It is. No, I just feel like we don't want to sit in the uncomfortableness of not knowing how someone feels about us. And it is hard on dating apps because the rejection is just like, oh, and over and over and over. But if it's in real life, I feel like it's, it is more exciting. 100%. I knew nothing about dating apps. It was all IRL. <laughs> and as I've said to you before, I feel sorry for your generation. I really, <laughs> really do. Anyway, don't worry, guys. The girls that are living in Melbourne, we are going to do a speed dating event. I'm going to be doing some events, so just watch this space. And actually one of the core parts of that event is going to be about having conversations that are outside. Like dating app convo is like, what do you do for work? Like it's very – and we're going to get rid of that. No Mm. work talk. It's going to be like interesting conversations about anything but work. The other thing that I had here was I feel like say yes. Don't say no out of fear of rejection or don't say no because you're scared. Yes, if someone's creepy and you it's a no, obviously be mm. firm and say no. But if if there's some, you know, you never know what will happen. That person might really surprise you once you get to know them. I just feel like saying yes more is important. And and that's the energy that I have overseas. Like I said yes to going to the gym at waking up at 5 a.m. I just mm. – I would never, ever do that in Melbourne. But I was just like, okay. The last thing was a lot of the answers also said that they made the first move and I know that can be really scary. Well, someone has to make a move. You aren't going to die if they reject you. You will not die. You will survive. I'll be so proud of you just for putting yourself out there and asking someone out. See what happens. I think you might be pleasantly surprised. People want to be asked out in real life, don't they? I so agree with that. They do. People and even want if it, that. Even if it doesn't work out, well, you had a go. Yes, you had a go. All right. Well, that is thank you, everyone, for contributing to this episode. We'll see you in two weeks. If you made it this far, I'm hoping that you enjoyed the podcast. If you could subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review, that would be much appreciated. It really helps other people find the podcast. Not that I'm desperate or anything. 